0: So let's shimmy on over and get started. Hey, gorgeous. I'm so glad you're here listening to another episode of the Happiness Hive podcast. I'm coming to you as a solo ep this week. Like, I love the interviews. I absolutely love, love, love them. But lots of people ask me to do more solo eps, and so I'm doing that. And I'm a little bit hesitant today only because those of you that are listening on the podcast won't be an issue at all, but the podcasts are also shown on YouTube and I've got this bung eye happening. The family, we went away for the weekend, not this weekend, gone the one before, and I came back with a bung eye. The two dogs, so Boston and Mabel, Ellie's dog, Boston came back with some hay fever allergic reaction and Mabel would you believe a bulldog came back with a cold and she's had can you imagine a bulldog that snuffles and snores anyway has had this um, this cold and I'm not sure if you can hear in the background she's in the other room but she's snoring away so anyway online I've got my head tilted so you can't see it I can't wear any makeup because it's an infection that's kind of yeah anyway I don't do unwell very well and I feel a little bit sad and sorry for myself and when i'm when i'm not feeling well depends on kind of the the personal triaging of what happens is if it's just something that i can just deal with i tend to do that i my go-to is natural and alternative remedies and if i really really need to i'll go to the doctor and get whatever mainstream medications but for this one I I did go to the chemist and they were saying, really, you can't do much. It's really just heat packs. And it's like, well, I want something to make it go away quickly. And it's not. But I also think about one of the things before I actually get into the the topic of what I want to talk to you about. But one of the things I do is almost think about what is the illness or the symptom or the thing? What message does it have for me? And what sort of metaphor is that illness kind of bringing forward? So my daughter Ellie the other day, she has a lot of ear infections and she was saying, you know, what's, what's the sort of message behind ear infections? And I'm not saying categorically there was, there's obviously some physical thing happening there for her, but it's also, I was sort of saying, what are you not wanting to hear or what are you not wanting to listen to? And depending on what side of the body it's on as well, is that if it's on the left-hand side, for me that indicates about being something internal and to do with self. Or if it's on the right-hand side, is that external or others? So I can't remember what side of what ear was aching for her. But my eye is bung on the right-hand side. That's the external. So I think about my eye, what is it that I'm not wanting to see and see in the external world, so things that are going on around me. What am I not paying attention to? What am I blind to? What am I missing? And when I was doing that, for those of you who know me as well, like I love to journal around things, so just getting some insights. But the actual insight that I got when we're thinking about where the eye is located, so the chakras are located on our face, the eye is in the heart chakra. And because I've got this bung eye on my right-hand side, the message I got was about putting pressure on myself. And this is actually coming forward. This ganky, pimply, bloody thing is coming, it's, due to the pressure that I'm putting on myself to maybe show up in certain ways externally. So I'm just sitting with that. And of course, I'm doing mainstream stuff to try and sort it out as well. Anyway, (laughs) that's not what I was going to talk about, but that just seemed to be the thing that I needed to share with you. What I am going to talk about is how to be authentic, how to show up as your authentic self. A lot of my clients, a lot of people in response to posts that I put out there when I'm saying, you know, be you, they're like, well, how, what does being authentic really mean? And how do I do it? How do I become authentic? Now, for some of you, that might seem really obvious. It can be a really tricky thing to do. How do we know that we're showing up authentically? So I'm just going to share some thoughts with you about what that means for me at this point in time and the reason I say what that means to me in this point of time like I've got a fairly I I don't have a definitive view on it but I have a relatively consistent view but sometimes as I get more information about things my I, I adapt and change but I'm going to share what my thoughts are at the moment around that and about being the truest version of yourself, the authentic you, I break down into four elements to to be able to show up as your authentic self. And the first one, and those four elements are to really know who you are and to love who you are, to embrace who you are, and to be who you are. And each of those subsets, there's quite a lot that goes to that. So these are some tips that might be able to help you to sort of navigate your authentic self. And there's one thing that really stands forward for me and it's the voice of my daughter in my mind where she says, mum, you do you and I'll do me. And my voice to you is you do you and I'll do me. I'm about don't try and be somebody else. There might be elements that inspire you, that there might be qualities that you'd like to emulate, you know, happy days, but do it your way. I, just because I'm sharing some stuff with you now, doesn't mean the definitive of how you be authentic. I'd love to If anybody's got any other views and thoughts, pop them in the comments in relation to the podcast. And I guess while I I mention that, I don't mention this a lot, but I'd love you to subscribe and follow along and put reviews there. That's a great way for this podcast to get into the ears and hearts of so many more people. So anyway, to, to be your authentic self, the first part is to really know and get clear about, who you are and how you are showing up in life. And for me, the things, it's about who is the real you? What's important to you in life? What are your beliefs and your values? That, you know, the values are your own set of principles for what's of real importance to you in life. And the beliefs are ideas you hold to be true. And it's also thinking about what your attitudes towards life uh and what your behaviors so how you act and one of the activities that you can do around that is to even just journal what's important to me in life and i tend to do this in relation to the life wheel i will share that in the show notes as well i've got a happiness checker which has got a life wheel on it, I go through that life wheel and for each of the 10 areas, and there's life wheels out there that you can, can Google or you can just do it in relation to whole of life or different areas of life. But what's important to me in each, in, in the context of each of those areas of in, in life? So in relation to who I am, my being, in relation to my health and wellness, What's important to me in relation to my family, my friends, my significant other. So in relation to my relationship with John, in what I contribute to society and those around me. I also think what's important to me in relation to my spirituality, to my finances and the things that I have around me and also in relation to my business. And for some of you, that might be your career. So thinking about what's important to you in each of those areas of life. And I just do this as a, it's just a brain dump. It's really a list of things that are important to me. And you can Google different values and things if you need a bit of a prompt. I think it's just to, to start somewhere. I just do mind maps around, okay, well, when it's in relation to who I am as an individual, what are the things that are important to me? And what do I believe in as well? So really getting clear about your beliefs as well. And the beliefs, are, what are my empowering beliefs? The The beliefs that lead me to... Happiness, success, fulfillment, and also being your authentic self, part of knowing what are all those limitations that you are placing on yourself. And often that comes from conditioning, you know, growing up, how we're here, what lessons we're here to learn. So what are the limiting beliefs? What are the things that are actually What do we believe about ourselves that enable us to move forward? What do we believe about ourselves and life that are holding you back? And one quick little activity that you can do there is just to think, especially in relation to limiting beliefs, think of something that you want to achieve in life, so a goal that you've got, write down all the things as to that you believe about how or why you can do that and all the things that are stopping you the the yeah, buts, I can't because. So if you write a a goal and then write, I can't do this because, that will highlight a whole lot of your limiting beliefs. And sometimes it's easy to work on on your own. I tend to, when I've got a limiting belief, going, okay, what do I need to know about this and how's it holding me back and what do I need to do to reframe that thinking? Sometimes I can do that easily on my own. Quite often, that's where I need somebody to help me. So I go to my coaches and my team to help me to knock over my limiting beliefs. And that's what I do a lot of in my coaching and especially the Success Express strategy sessions. A lot of what's holding people back are their limiting beliefs. And it's just conditioning. So it's about helping them to reframe that. So thinking about what your limiting beliefs are, thinking about your passion and your purpose. So knowing yourself, what's not just what do I think is important, but what really lights me up? What am I here for on in this lifetime? And sometimes being here, it doesn't have to be some grandiose, you know, changing the world kind of things, or it could be. What you're here for might be to be a really nurturing, caring, lovely listening soul for other people. That could be what your purpose is, to be here. And there is a a book. And it's Ikigai, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life. So this is about discover the Japanese secret to a long and happy life with the internationally best-selling guide to Ikigai. And so the people of Japan believe that everyone has an Ikigai. So that's I-K-I-G-A-I. And Ikigai is a reason to jump out of bed each morning. And what I really like, and on the back of the book, It's got a little diagram of Ikigai. This book is by Hector Garcia and Francesc Morales. So on the back of the book, it's got your Ikigai is a cross between combination of your passion, your mission, your vocation and your profession. So it looks at what are you good at, what you love, what the world needs, And what you can get paid for. So it's a combination of those elements. And that's actually quite a a nice way of looking at what your passions and your purpose are. So that's certainly also thinking about your authentic self and how you want to show up. And one of the things that I really like in thinking about who I want to be and how I want to show up is developing a personal mission statement. So what impact do you want to make on the world and the people around you? And what do you want to be known for? And making a list of the things you love to do. So brainstorming all the things in your life that bring you the most joy, that light you up. You know, what do you love to do and want to do more of? What do you love to to do even if you didn't get paid for? So this isn't all all about work. This can be about what is your mission, personal mission statement in life. And it's even just putting that together. I I have different processes I, I go through myself and help people to go through. But part of it is to take an inventory of, you know, what are some of the things that you've achieved in life? What are you proud of? And what are your strengths and gifts and talents? And coming up with personal mission statements, so what you stand for. And we, we talk about that in business, absolutely. But I go beyond business. And how do I want to show up in life? I'm looking at all the factors in life, not just what we do for a profession. And one of the things that I have... I guess it helped me to even explore, you know, I've had different versions of mission statements and they kind of morph and change, but at the core they're fairly consistent. And one of the things that helped me to, I guess, get some clarity around who I am and what I stand for was really reflecting on my story and the power of my story and who I am so what has led me to being the person that I am today and when we're clear about our story it really helps us to be more authentic as well so thinking about my story like I started off I I started on different versions of this and some have been long versions, some have been like really really long versions But it's like I grew up, I was born in Penrith. We moved to young when I was, I think about four, and grew up there to a loving family, great, great life, until that shit, shit, shit day when, you know, mum passed away suddenly, and that just changed my life forever. And then I wrote about, you know, what, Life has been like since then, and I could really look back when, and it was very cathartic. Oh my gosh, that was so cathartic! But I could look back on the key points in that story, and looking at what are the common common themes, and what were my breakthrough moments, and looking at where am I now, and even thinking about what my plans are for the future as well. So, just the threads that run through my life and the significant. Ones that really help me to get clear about what I'm here for, but also just what's important to me in life. So that's a, a cool thing, and that helped me to 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 put those that personal mission statement together. And when you're thinking about your personal mission statement, and some of you might think that that's a little bit wanky to do. But I, I find it just is, it's almost like my North Star. It really helps me to just get the most out of life. And you know that that's what I'm about. It's about life is very short. And for me, it's about making the most of the life that we've been gifted. So the personal vision and mission is your intent is your, your mission, mission statement to the world. What do you want to achieve in this lifetime? T- And your purpose is your why. Why is that important to you? And what my version is that I'm living in the full radiance of my soul, shining my light brightly in the world. And it's about I'm leaving a little sparkle and touch of magic wherever I go. So for me, it's about living in the full radiance of my soul, not your soul, not the person who shows up on instagram but it's about living in the full radiance of my soul and i've done a lot of work getting really clear about and still continuing <laughs> to do to do work around that but what what does that mean to me what is the full radiance of my soul actually mean to me and that's that continual journey of self discovery and the second part of my mission statement is that i'm shining my light brightly in the world And that's absolutely through my business, but it's how I show up. I was going to say every day, but I paused there because some days I don't show up very shiny or bright like with this bung eye, but for the whole, I'm actually about sharing my gifts with others and helping others to live amazing, beautiful lives and what that also means for me about I'm leaving a little sparkle and touch of magic wherever I go. That's certainly through what I do in my business. But even when I'm having a coffee with a girlfriend or I meet somebody, you know, bump into somebody, random stranger in the lift or somewhere, how can I help make their day a little brighter? And, you know, I don't, doesn't mean that I always do that but that's kind of my overarching what I'm about so I'd love to hear if you have a personal mission statement it might not be as as fancy as that but what do you stand for basically what's important to you I'd love to hear love 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 to hear so what do you want your life to be like who are you how do you want to show up what goals and dreams do you have for yourself in your life What difference do you want to make and why is that important to you? So I guess that second part of why it's important to me, my why is my mum passed away at the tender age of 36. I was 12. That was shit. Life, that was not fair to her, to me, to everybody involved. So life is really, really short and I want to make the most of every element that I can and, you know, really to to make the most. And when we get back to values and why is health important to me, I want to be here for myself so I can, you know, participate in life. But I want to be here for my kids, their kids, when they eventually have them, Henry and Ellie, if you're listening, hurry. But I want to be here. I want to make – I reckon I've still got lots of years left. I want those to be good years. My dad didn't have a healthy older age. John's mum was not overly healthy in her senior years. I want to be. I've. There's been a bloody shock the last probably six weeks. Three kids that I went to school with – so I'm 57 – Three kids have died, kids, here we are, 57, kids that I went to school with died suddenly. One gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous woman, 56, died of a heart attack. The woman I was sitting next to at her funeral died the week after that of a heart attack. And a guy who was born on the same day as me died from unhealthy living <laughs> I'm healthy living so it's really important to me life is beautiful life is here to be lived it's really important for me to to live life and make it the the best that I possibly could make it be so that's my why that's my driver in in life and I also think so a lot of that knowing yourself it's introspection it's reflection it's self-discovery it's not just sit down once done I know who I am It's an evolving journey and for some of you, you'll be much clearer than others just for the sheer fact of who you are and how you're showing up in life and others might mull over it like I do. Like I'm here, it's all about growth and transformation for me. So I'm always looking at how I can, like who I am and how I'm showing up and what I can do even better, even better, better, better. And what I did before Do you know what I'm, I'm learning some really cool stuff At the moment Like I, I love I just love all the Different modalities Of how we do life And astrology So I'm learning more about that I've, I'm kind of just a bit of a Just fascinated by it But not Don't know it a lot But some stuff that I'm studying At the moment Saturn returns So Saturn's about our identity And it's, it takes 29 and a half years To orbit the sun so, when we are twenty nine and a half it's back at the position it was when we were born, and it tends to be a bit of a renewal happy happening and I was reflecting on that because I reckon I was around my late twenties, so it sort of Saturn returns happen sort of twenty seven mid early thirties ish. That's when I made big changes in my life, in that sort of mid to late 20s, when I made that commitment to myself that I no longer wanted to live in that sad, numb, fearful place that I wanted to make the most of life. So that was in my late 20s, early 30s. And I'm in the second lap of Saturn returning. So I'm 57. I'm right in the middle of it having done its second lap around the sun. So I'm going through more transitions and transformations and evolution. And I can feel that. I can feel that shift happening. And it's a, it's an interesting one. It feels really, really profound, but really subtle. So just stay tuned. Let's see where that leads. So anyway, so that's about knowing you. It's really diving deep. I do a lot of it through journaling. I do a lot of it through connection with Spirit, a lot of contemplation, and it's my life's work. I think about my evolution is my life's work and my life's work is helping other people as well. So know who you are as part of being your authentic self. Then the second element is to really love who you are. And I'll be honest, I've, this has been a bit of a struggle for me on my journey that it probably wasn't until maybe the last 10-ish years that I could say that I really love who I am. There was a lot of when I was younger and there's been pockets of not really liking and being really critical about who I am. You know, a whole lot of limiting beliefs and fears and body image and just how I'm showing up was very, very critical. And I found it really hard to even, it's just like, oh, I like, I like, Lots of me, but not all of me. Like I don't really like, and a lot of it was to do with body and appearance and expectations. I'd be very, very critical about how I was showing up in a professional sense as well. So it was probably 10 years ago that I did some, and it was a Louise Hay mirror work that I did where she just got you to look in the mirror, in the bathroom, in the nud, and to say, I love you. And just to shut up and not to say, yeah, but. Just to say, I love you, to look in your eyes in the mirror and I love you. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I would look in my eyes and go, yeah, not, you're kind of okay, but not loving. Love was a hard, it was a hard thing for me to say about myself. I could love John and the family and external, but when it was about giving myself love, found it really, really hard. So I persevered with that. I set myself a challenge for 30 days to show up every day and to say, I love you. I love you. And there was one day, it might have been about day, God, I can't remember. I've got a journal somewhere, I'm sure. One day, maybe about day 15, where I looked in my eyes and I just went, oh, my God, I love you. And I, oh, I'm going to do it now. I can remember that it was such a profound, beautiful experience where I could feel it through my whole DNA that there was this shift. Oh, gosh, I've got goosebumps now. There was this shift when I looked in the mirror and I just went, I love you. I really, really deeply love you. And I felt that for the first time at such a deep and profound level And since then, I can truly, honestly say that I love who I am, like all the parts of me. I've accepted, my my mantra used to be, I love and accept myself exactly as I am. And it never felt quite right. It felt very theoretical. And that day when I looked in the mirror, I love and accept myself exactly as I am. Holy fuck. That was so profound. So being your authentic self is loving and accepting yourself as exactly as you are, not wanting to be something better or different or you know there's nothing wrong with aspiring to to be more and reaching a, a new level, but it's about accepting where you are and loving where you are. That's where the change comes from oh holy do it do do if there's one thing from this podcast if that's what you do if you look at yourself in the mirror set yourself a 30-day challenge actually do 33 do 33 days and you're creating new neural pathways and look at yourself in the mirror look at yourself in your eyes and just tell yourself that you love you and just notice some of you might do that now, and you might already feel that. So loving who you are and loving all the parts of you. One little activity, and I've done this in masterclasses that I've run as well, is to to draw a picture of yourself, like just freehand, and just yeah, draw a picture of yourself and how you see yourself in your mind's eye and then describe yourself, and then get your kid off and have a look in the mirror and see how your drawing compares to how you look, because often our thoughts about ourselves are very distorted. They're not real. Even Maybe even ask feedback from others. How do they see you? But no, don't do that. No, actually don't. Delete, 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 delete. That can be useful feedback, but sometimes we're wanting that validation from others. We're wanting validations from ourselves. So you can write yourself a love me letter. I've done that before. That's been really cool. Just to be able to – just all the things you love about yourself. Go go wild. Just all the things. You can share – this is for you. This isn't sharing with others. Just all the things, those things that you haven't told yourself that you love about yourself. And in loving yourself, it's about speaking those words of kindness, just being really watch what you say to yourself. Even I'm hesitating like today when I was sharing before about that day when mum passed away. I, I'm trying to train myself out of saying that that was a shit day. Do you know what? It was a shit day, but the language that I used, it was a, it changed my life. It absolutely changed my life, but. I really try, I used to refer to a lot of stuff that happened in my life as shit. I, don't, I try not to do that now. I try to just honour it just happened. And the meaning that we place on things can, it can be limiting, can absolutely be limiting, but it also can be really empowering as well. So be mindful of what you're saying to yourself and just speak words of kindness. Just speak words of kindness to yourself and to and be kind, not just speak words of kindness, but follow it up with actions as well. That's about being authentic is you know, is it congruent with what you say is important to you? Are you doing the things? So if you say, you know, self care and loving myself is important, and then I'm really critical about who I am, maybe there's some incongruency there. So know you, love you. The third element for me is about embracing who you are. This is more than just loving who you are. This is about really visualising who you want to be and how you want to show up and definitely loving her. But it's that rewiring the brain and putting yourself, creating those new neural pathways. So this is about creating daily habits. When I said about... In the looking in the mirror for 33 days and telling yourself that you love yourself, that's helping to rewire your brain and create new new neural pathways. You know, setting daily habits and they can be micro habits because micro habits help become bigger. Macro habits don't, don't, or you do how you do it. But I find that if I do. If I set myself up to do all this big, major change in my life, that doesn't work for me. I'm better at doing sort of some incremental stuff and and allowing variety. I need some structure, but I don't need too much structure. If you put too much structure on me, I feel limited, but I need some structure to help me to just make it easy into my day. So I'm on a bit of a health kick <laughs> health restart and really just being mindful of what I'm eating and I'm not disciplined around that I I just find that a bit tricky so I'm putting some structure I'm doing some meal planning and meal prep and it's easy like did a beautiful beautiful oh my god it was so good a veggie and ham Soup in the slow cooker. So 24 hours it was cooking for. It was delicious and so good, but it needed to have that little bit of, I needed the structure to be able to make sure I had the ingredients so I could cook that. So part of embracing who you are is also an extension of that kindness is just really forgiving yourself for anything that you need forgiving (laughs) for. I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were talking about being really tough on themselves, about expecting to be perfect all the time. And sure, wanting things to be great and a certain way is good, but sometimes we can put a little bit of extra pressure on ourselves. So just forgiveness around buying into that, you know, that that story that we need to be perfect in everything we do because showing up how you are is exactly good enough. That's good enough. What else? Start putting yourself first is also one of the ones about embracing you. I know one of the things I think a lot of my clients, and I've experienced this too, is where they feel that they're not being authentic is they want to say no to stuff or they want to say yes and they want to do things, but they're worried about what people will think or they're worried that they're being selfish and that they're so busy putting everybody else first that they're neglecting themselves so you know they're being authentic they might really want to be pursuing a certain goal or dream but worried that that's being selfish and you know I would encourage you if you fall into that category to think about well what is it that you would like to achieve and how can you do that in a way that brings the the people you need to bring along with you and not factoring in the people that are not important in that decision, I know I have very much limited myself in the past because I've been worried about how it might impact other people, and this has been in a business context, not not in a, a family or a personal context, so how does that yeah, I won't do that because that's being yeah, putting other people's needs ahead of my own, so I I'm very conscious about what I need and want and I can still communicate that in a very kind and caring way, but I do it in a way that is being true to what my, my goals and dreams are. There's another little thing that I use with clients, and this is based on what I've done, is life terms and conditions. <laughs> now that sounds all very, very serious. But it's about what is my honor code? What am I going to, what do I want in life? And I go back to that life wheel where it's got 10 different areas of life. What I've done is I've combined a few of them just to make it a little bit easier. So I think there's maybe four or five areas that I've combined that into. And it is what's important to me in each of those areas. What am I going to commit to doing? to to make sure that happens? And what am I going to commit to not doing? So just an example is if we're on that healthy, health kick, health journey, is health and wellness is really important to me, like incredibly important. I've talked to you about my why, that life is short and I want to live and experience life to the fullest. So part of me being able to do that is ensuring that I am as fit and healthy as I can be. And I will commit to a healthy lifestyle. I will commit to being mindful of what I'm putting into my body. I will commit to moving my body and exercising regularly. And I will commit to not beating myself up if I don't stick to that 100%. I will commit to not being a boring party pooper just because I want to be healthy. And so I will commit to allowing myself freedom and flexibility around what my health and my wellness. So thinking about the things that are important to me and what I will commit to doing and not doing. So I'm going to put that in the show notes. But also just while I think of it, If you go to my website, www.happiness-hive.com, there are resources there. There are free resources. You can click on that and you'll get some additional freebies and stuff that I use. So thinking about embracing who you are, another element of that is to surround yourself with your tribe. Like find your tribe and surround yourself with people who – Accept you exactly as you are. Now, sometimes that's hard to do. You know, in the workplace, that might be a little bit hard. But think about who your tribe is, what's important to you, and find a space that's a community that fits that. I have got one. Happiness Hangouts, where that's once a month, the first Wednesday of the month of an evening here in Canberra. So for those of the listeners who are here in Canberra, We hang out and it is just accepting people for who they are. There are women from all walks of life. But it's a space to hang out and just be full of positive vibes, meet with like-minded women, hear from guest speakers who are sharing their view of the world and topics that are of interest to us as well. So no pressure, absolutely no, no, no pressure there as well. And one of the other things I think about being your authentic self is embracing your vulnerability and embracing your imperfections. Oh, my goodness, I am the queen. (laughs) I'm the queen of that, of letting go and just showing up how I am. I mean, I could have not shown up today with this. (laughs) Sorry, I'm looking at my recording on video and I can see myself. I need to turn that off. So vulnerability is about being open and willing to expose your true thoughts feelings and experience, even if they may involve some uncertainty, discomfort or the risk of emotional exposure. So it's allowing yourself to be seen, to be heard and understood authentically without hiding behind masks or pretenses. And that is one of the biggies that I find, especially with women in the workplace, that they don't feel comfortable or confident to show up as themselves because there might be some uncertainty there. And their you know and that inner affectionist often holds them back because they might or they fear that they come across as though they don't know what they what they're talking about, so I see that a lot in women I've experienced that. I've got a resource coming out soon. I don't think it'll be ready for this podcast, but if you're following me, the imposter survival kit. So it's just a really quick freebie resource, really powerful about some tips of overcoming that pesky imposter syndrome. So being vulnerable, that's showing up. And I, God, I'm, there are points when I'm, I don't feel like showing up and I don't. There are times when I don't feel like showing up and I do. And I think one of the things that I've learned is that vulnerability piece is powerful because it's me showing up who I am. Now, I'm not spilling my guts about every, you know, there's a, there's a line. I, absolutely, there's a line. So this isn't about spilling my guts about everything that's going on in life. There's a lot that you won't, you don't hear me talking about. There's so much of my life that you wouldn't even know is going on. I'm not sharing that. That's That's my private stuff. But there are elements and where I choose what I'm sharing, I'm very discerning about who I hang out with, but also about what I share. And what I share, sometimes I think, who'd even be interested in this? I don't know if you have these thoughts, but who would be interested in this? But I know that by putting it out there, it will land somewhere that if somebody's interested in it, then that's Great. And there might be just one pearl of wisdom. And the beauty of this podcast is, and I know I've got feedback from lots of you that there are pearls of wisdom just drop and they're different for different people. So that's the reason I become vulnerable because it's a sharing what's going on for me that might be able to help other people. And remember what my mission statement is it's about shining my light and, and shining that for others. So The vulnerability piece. And then the last element is, so know you, love you, embrace you, and then be you. That's about being authentic. So there's not a huge amount to say there, but to live life on your terms. And it's about knowing what your terms are. So going back to that first point of knowing you and what's important to you and, you know, even what your life terms and conditions, your code of honour what's important to you and what are you going to commit to doing and what are you going to commit to not doing to be the person that you're meant to be. But you're always going to succeed at whatever you're doing. You can't not. So it's about taking action towards being and becoming the, that truest version of you, the person you are that you're meant to be. And it's really It's not about just understanding, it's conceptually. It's going through and doing whatever the action is for you and thinking about how you can integrate authenticity into your daily life. So incorporating those small steps into your daily routine that reflects what's important to you and how you want to show up in life. So you you can't do that if you don't know what's important to you. So my advice would be get your journal. (laughs) Get your journal. And if you're not sure about journaling, pop onto the website because there is a journaling workbook. It's a free resource. You know, don't put rules around yourself. Just get pop out a notepad and a pen and just write down stuff like what's important to me. Don't overcomplicate this. Make it really, really easy and simple. So get to know who you are. Love, love, love who you are. Embrace that gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous version of who you are and be that authentic you. You know, we hear that saying, what is it? Be you because everybody else is taken. Show up and be comfortable, be confident and and show up being you. I hope you found that useful. I do keep getting asked to, to do these, so I... I will scatter them throughout the the podcast episodes more. A couple of things. There's some things that I would love to share with you that I'm working on at the moment. When things interest me, I love to go really deep and I'm getting my head around human design and gene keys at the moment, which are just so fascinating to me. It gives real insight. If anybody's wanting to do work around finding your authentic self, that is a really, really powerful tool. So I'd love to connect with you around that it's just a a beautiful quite complex and in-depth but looking at who you were born to be and just breaking that down I've had some very very cool insights from that and I that's where the Saturn return stuff really stood out for me and what also stood out for me was my path and my journey, like I know, and I've referred to it before as my calling, it's my my life has worked out a certain way and I know that that is bigger. It's beyond me, this physical form of me. And even through the human design, there's been some insights as to what I'm really here to do. And it's not just about helping people to live their best lives, but a big part of that is really helping people to overcome their limitations and to be limitless. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So I'm working on some programs at the moment, and one of them's about being limitless. And I've got a beautiful program that's going to be coming out in the new year that Oh, my gosh, I'm just so excited about. I really am putting a lot of thought into how I can help women to live their best and most beautiful lives. And I have a lot that I have to offer, and I'm sort of packaging that up. So anyway, super, super, super excited about that. So thank you very much for listening. I'll pop those bits in the show notes so you can download those resources. Hop over to the website, happiness-hive.com. There's free resources there. Join up to the newsletter because that's where you'll be the first to hear about these new programs and offerings that I've got. And I send out weekly tips as well, little fabu-tips about living a fabulous life. And they're just little quick tips in addition to we've got here. So anyway... Hugs and great big happiness. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today. And don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high-vibe happiness in your life, Come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link Working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.